When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart is brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Free baseball tickets for members available at texassports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. Windstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. Rico Technology. Empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. Rico. Imagine change. Side coach Shaka Smart. Here's the voice of the Longhorns, Frank Way. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Longhorn Weekly with Longhorns head basketball coach Shaka Smart coming your way from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. Longhorns have won back-to-back games now. They pulled even in Big 12 conference play at 2-2 two and two, and uh, coming off the road win last night in Stillwater over Oklahoma State. Ro- we, we talked about this yesterday, Shaka. Road wins in conference play uh, can never be uh, overvalued. They're, they're certainly something special, especially in a building that's been tough to win over the past few years. Well, it's a tough place to play, and it's, it's a group of guys uh, that are going to play extremely hard up there. So I think our guys did a really good job with the right mindset. Um, you know, we, we defended at a high level early in the game, which is a huge key. You want to set a tone in terms of making the other team feel your presence, particularly when you're on the road. I thought the guys did that. Do you uh, and and the staff say anything specific when you get the guys on the road, uh, especially in the building where where, uh, Oklahoma State had won the last three years about how the mindset has to be different because we think about you, you try to be do the same things that are uh, committed that as we say going and winning all of those things yep. and yet the road's a more difficult place to win for obvious reasons than it is at home well you talk about your road mindset for sure um, <clears throat> you don't dwell too much on you know previous years or or, or what happened the, the year before because each team is so very different although we do have those conversations maybe with small groups of guys, you know, maybe Jason Matt, since they'd been up there a couple times before. But the team is so very different each year. Uh, the focus is more on who we have to be on that specific day, uh, you know, January 15th, 2020, to win that game. I, I've often heard uh, the thing where college basketball teams get on the road and you know, the, 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 the phrase us against the world mentality might get overused a little bit, but there is kind of a, a, a togetherness, isn't there? When you get away uh, from your home building, you know that it is all on the shoulders of just the guys there that are in the building there. Well, that's the most enjoyable part of being on the road. Uh, as long as you're willing to lose yourself in the team, you know, I think that biggest key is the road can be a, a, a lonely place if, if you don't embrace the people around you and the group of guys you have, but it can be 
a ton of fun when you, you look at it with that us against the world mentality of, hey, we've got, you know, between players and coaches and support staff, you know, 20 some guys. And, you know, they have, if you count their fans and everyone in the building, thousands. Uh, but we're going to come in here and find a way to be better than them and take them out. The, the, you said something interesting there. They lose yourself in the team. What exactly do you mean by that? Well, basketball, you know, and this is something I talk about uh, often with with uh, anybody that will listen. I, th- I think the fascinating thing about our game, and maybe there's other team sports that have become this, but I, I think because of the way the game is marketed uh, and because of social media and where we are now in this day and age, it's really a game that's that's both an individual and a team sport. And, and of course, you and I sit here and say, no, it's all, it's all about team and it's about which team is better, but from the standpoint of perspective uh, from uh, a lot of players and the people around players, you know, where they are individually, how much they're playing, how well they're playing, how they feel, all those different things are critically important, and it really factors into their ability to help the team. Um, So, you know, as we tell our guys all the time, if you can lose yourself in the fight, uh, you know, in other words, lose, you know, all the focus on, me and you know how am i being affected and how do i feel and what am i going to get and just follow the process that the coaches lay out for you to be the best you can be you get a group of guys that do that that's when going on the road and putting on that orange uniform is so much fun because it does bind you together and and it can be a fascinating dichotomy can it because you need some outstanding individual efforts at time during the course of the game, but all, uh, I guess, intertwined within the team framework. That's, again, why it's so fascinating, uh, this, this game, because some of the best team players do so for, you know, you might say uh, ego-driven reasons. That's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, you, you, you look at some of the best players in the world. I mean, those guys have pretty big self-image. Had to have. <laughs> you have to. You have to because – you know, as, as we know, of course, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of things that you're, you're dealing with and up against and people saying you can't do this, or you're not good enough to do that. So you have to have a level of personal pride for sure. Uh, before the Oklahoma State game, obviously, there was the Kansas State game last Saturday, and, and, and I know coaches stay away from this, and we, uh, you know, media and fans tend to gravitate toward the phrase more, the old must-win thing. But having started 0-2 in Big 12 conference play, there was a crucial nature surrounding that Kansas State game. I just got a, got a vibe about that from your guys, and you really seemed to translate it to their efforts on the floor Saturday. Well, yeah, I think even more so than the record, Craig, the, the, just the feeling that you have when you lost your last two games uh, is one of, hey, we got to go win. You know, it's time to, it, it's time to put everything else aside, uh, lose ourselves in what goes into it. And I thought our guys – really drove what goes into winning, particularly in the second half with that incredibly impressive defensive stretch uh, where we didn't allow them to score for almost eight minutes. I I asked you about this in the pregame last night, and I'd love to have you tell it again about, because uh, the casual fan or media member or whatever might sit back and go, okay, I watched the first eight minutes of the second half against Kansas State. I watched, uh, you know, the Oklahoma game. Uh, what's the difference in defense? Why were they so good defensively? And Oklahoma's a good team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But but folks kind of search for the reasons why it works on certain games and why it doesn't. But you say there are very discernible things that you and the coaching staff can pick out and point out to your guys. For sure. I mean, there's, there's things you can just visibly see. Uh, there's things you can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's a, there's a spirit out there that, that you either see or you don't see or you, you feel or you don't feel. Uh, you know, Luke Yakovich on our staff, he's got a great phrase that we use with our guys a lot, make them feel you. Uh, and so it's getting your hands on the basketball. It's literally how close you are as a defender to the offensive player. If you're not close enough to reach out and touch the guy, then you're not really making him feel you. And, you know, we showed, I told you this the other day, we showed our guys literally uh, still photos from the game against Oklahoma where we were this far away defensively and then uh, still photos from the Kansas State game where we, we were this far away. Obviously, the guy's a great driver, a great athlete. You've got to give him some cushion. Otherwise, it's going to be a foul or he's going to go by you. Uh, but being close enough to contest the shot and also move your feet and stay in front and then put some activity on the ball is a huge key. And, and it's not like it wasn't emphasized before the Oklahoma game. It's just sometimes it's difficult to, to, to get into the collective mindset for the guy sometimes. 
I think the biggest key, uh, and again, this is not to take away from any opponent uh, yeah. because we, we were, you know, we're in sure. conference play and we're playing really, really good teams, is, uh, you know, as a player, as a group of players, not to over-respect the opponent. Um, you got to have a level of respect for what they do, understand that, that they have a good team. But, uh, you know, at the same time, you can't play six feet off a guy because you're so worried and that he's such a good player that he's going to go by. You know, you have to be able to say, you know what, I can step up here and guard you and, and get in your face and make you feel me. Um, and as we go forward, we're going to get into talking about some of the other uh, uh, individual efforts that went within the clean, into the uh, team concept. But going back to last night's game, uh, there, were, there were some things that really come to mind. Uh, Courtney Ramey with some big moments he had. Kamaka had a career high. He had 13 of his 15 in the second half. Uh, you, had, you had several guys who seem to really uh, embrace the urgency of the moment. Well, you mentioned those two guys. I think right now, more than anyone, those two guys are leading our team from the standpoint of the spirit that they bring. It's a winning, competitive spirit. Uh, it's a spirit that, that has an urgency and, and a sense that, you know, this play is really, really important, whether it's on the defensive end or on the offensive end. And they're about the team. And, you know, those guys are not perfect. They, they, you know, and not every play goes perfectly. Uh, you know, Kamaka shot a rocket ship off the, off the backboard in the first <laughs> half. But he, the reason we inserted him in the starting lineup is so that he could go into games like last night and, and bring what he brought to our team, which is a flat-out, I'm here for Texas. I don't care about anything else. Um, I'm going to communicate at a high level. I'm going to bring a level of energy to my teammates and try to make them better. If I'm open, I'm going to shoot. Uh, I'm going to fight like crazy uh, to be a good defensive player. And, you know, I think that really helps our team. There was a real vibe of confidence from him on the floor, even with his shot. Was sometimes we know he's a good shooter, but sometimes he would uh, earlier in the season would pass on an open look at a, at a really good look at a three or whatever. He wasn't passing on those when they came to him last night. Well, I mean, and the players talk about this all the time. There's this level of comfort you get when you're playing more. Uh, and, you know, I told those guys all the time, hey, I'd love to play all 40 minutes. That'd be terrific because then you guys would all have the confidence uh, that you're never going to get taken out and, you know, you can just go play and go attack. But first of all, we don't have that many minutes to get out. 200 collected. You have 200 collective minutes. Second of all, you need a level of accountability. It's not okay to go in and throw the other team the ball two straight times. You you have to come out. That's not good for Texas. So, uh, you know, that's something that is an age-old uh, you know, probably uh, debate between players and coaches. The coaches say, hey, uh, you know, play well, and then I'll play you. And then the players say, uh, play me, and then and I'll, I'll play, play well. A little chicken and egg work in yeah. there. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up, we've got a special guest with us, Longhorns freshman Kai Jones joins us. We've got a lot to get to on the program. We'll have some of your questions as well. All that and more when Longhorn Weekly with the head coach Shaka Smart continues here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, seen by those of you watching on the Longhorn Network and heard all across the state of Texas on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me. I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome to the Orphan Diaries. Here's the founder of Food for Orphans, Gary Van Dyke. Ken doesn't know how old he is. He guesses at around seven. His whole life has been centered on finding food. You see, he lives at the dump and he's never been anywhere else. You can find Ken walking in a decaying landfill of rotting garbage, plastic bags, and shards of broken glass. To many, Ken and children like him are invisible. 
but they're not, are they? For more information, visit www.foodfororphans.org. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review process. Talk to your doctor or pharmacist today and visit FDA.gov slash generic drugs. Generics are safe, effective, and can save you money. You'll like the sound of that. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with head coach Chaka Smart from your Pluckers, the West Campus location. And we always leave it to the coach for the introductions. And uh, this young man deserves uh, quite the introduction, Chaka. Well, we're really excited to have Kai here today. Kai Jones, freshman forward from the Bahamas. Uh, and uh, a young man that's just getting better and better. And uh, someone we're really excited to have in our program. Okay, now this is open the door to all kinds of questions. It started off, let me, let me start off from both of your perspectives about how a guy from the Bahamas by way of Brewster Academy in New Hampshire winds up as a Texas Longhorn? Well, I mean, really the same way as anyone else, but, you know, Kai, and he can tell you more about his journey. He probably has had more twists and turns in terms of, uh, you know, his, his journey as a young man, his journey as a basketball player over the past several years than, than anybody. Um, you know, we were made aware of him. A couple springs ago, um, and, you know, the first thing I, I, I saw was, you know, like everyone else nowadays is on my phone, and I just saw a guy with incredible energy and uh, what looked like a ton of upside, a lot of potential, a lot of athleticism, and, you know, we started, we started recruiting him, started talking to him, and it became really, really easy to tell over the phone that he had just an infectious spirit about him and, and a really good... Uh, personal foundation you know just as a person so uh, those things all combined to make us really really interested in him and fortunately the recruiting process worked out and now here he is now Kai for folks who don't know it's not like you were always viewed in the prism in 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 uh, the Bahamas as being a great basketball player right yeah. I mean you you, you kind of had to work through all of this process yeah didn't I actually you? was a track athlete um to start I ran track growing up. Everybody knew me for being a long jumper and high jumper. I was on a few national teams, but uh, I didn't start playing until I moved to the States at age 12, 11. I would play pickup outside, but I didn't play any organized ball until I was 15. And then when I went back home, I had a huge growth spurt, and everybody saw how much better I had gotten, and then people started to know me around town as a basketball player. Now, did you always, when you were younger, did you just flat out like track and field better than basketball? Was that how it worked out? I loved it way more. You know, track is much bigger in the Bahamas than basketball is, and um, I watched a lot of Olympic games. I was a huge Usain Bolt fan, Carl Lewis, Mike Powell. So track was much bigger back home, but I loved it more. The other thing, Craig, is, you know, Kyle, tell you, Year by year, if you ask him, you know, there was multiple years where he was cut from his basketball team. Yep. So he didn't, you know, you tend to love the thing that you're better, better at. And he, yeah. was, he was really, really good in track. And obviously, if you watch him run now, you can see why. Yeah. yeah. That, so, so when you were getting cut from basketball teams, did it just go in your mind, this is not for me, I'm not going to do this? Or, or did, it, it, did it always stay in the back of your mind? Uh, it always in the, was in the back of my mind because I always watch it on TV. I always love to watch it. I always love LeBron James. But... Growing up in the sixth grade, I was cut. In seventh grade, I got cut, but I was doing track at the same time. But the year that really hit me was eighth grade when I got cut because that's when I worked the hardest. But I mean, like, I love track and I just stuck with it, but then basketball came along. What were your coaches telling you when they were cutting you? What were they saying to you about why you were not good enough to make the basketball team? <laughs> in eighth grade, the coach was just like, um, I mean, I personally think it was probably some favoritism. You know, nobody. Okay. I wasn't really, like, in tune with the coach like that because I did track. I wasn't always around the coach, but. He was just like, man, you're just a little too short. Um, you really have a position. We can't put you at the point. You're only 5'11". So, like, I just, he thought I wasn't good enough. Yeah, has he since, like, gotten back with you and said, 
Oh, I've, by the way, you turned out I've okay I've never with heard from him. That's the crazy part. I always wonder if he sees me, like, playing now. But I've never heard from him since. I heard from him once in, like, 10th grade. Um, but, like, nah, I haven't heard from him. I wonder I wonder if he knows how I'm playing now or how I turned out. I have a feeling he probably yeah. does. I, I, I just have it. And, Shaka, we've talked about this before, the, the um, dynamic of when coaches view student-athletes sometimes – not necessarily when they started out as a, in this case, a pure basketball player, how you see the basketball player in the athlete. Well, I think for Kai, a couple of things. One, when he went through that experience, the humbling experience of, you know, being told literally you can't uh, be a part of this team in eighth grade or, or, or some of those years, that created in him something that I think he'll never lose, which is a mentality of I got something to prove. Um, and yeah. I think that really serves him well now. Um, even, you know, now he's made it to this level and, uh, you know, starting to do some really, really good things. But he's always going to have that, something to prove. And I, I think, again, that's going to help him in his future. And then the other thing about it was, uh, you know, some of these guys gain a complacency, which I guess would be the, the flip side of that. Right. And Kai never really had that because – you know, he, he, he wasn't not a lot, he didn't have a lot of people telling him, hey, you're great. Right. Uh, then the recruiting process started to occur at the really his senior year because he yeah. didn't he did a post grad year. Um, and he can tell you about a senior year. He didn't get cut, but he didn't play very much. No. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's just a, an interesting story. In a lot of ways, he has some similarities with Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Now, did you, Kai, when you were uh, on your team, uh, junior senior year and you weren't playing that much did you um, were you surprised when you started to get interest from schools about playing it at the next level I wasn't surprised at all because I really put in a lot of work um, and I worked really hard so even when I wasn't playing I was working out at 5 a.m. every day uh, with my trainer and with some of the guys on the team uh, I stayed with them we were real close and we're still close to this day uh, my friend Nasi Lilly plays in the NBA now for the Portland Trailblazers we would work out every day at five. So, like, I knew that whatever you reap is what you sow. So I just kept putting in the work and putting in the deposits, like Coach says, and I knew something good was going to come from me. Were there people still tugging on you to go back to track? Oh, no, not, not <laughs> I was 6'9 at the time. That's a good point. I started to think in my mind maybe I should, but, like, I was like, no, man, I'm too invested. I put too much into it. Shaka, where has Kai come farthest since you first began the recruiting process? And, and where do you think his greatest leap will come as a basketball player going forward? Well, he's a guy that, you know, like certain other guys that we've had, um, his best basketball is, is way ahead of him. Um, but he is also capable right now of really impacting the game, as you saw last night at Oklahoma mm -hmm. State. Um, you know, to have five blocks uh, in, in 16, 17 minutes is, is huge. Uh, and... He also rebounded the, well, the ball extremely well. His activity, the way he runs, the way he's around plays uh, is, is a huge component for our team. We need that. We don't have anyone else like him. Uh, I think where he's grown the most uh, since he got here is he's become much sturdier, you know, because as you can see, he's more athletic than he is strong at this right. point. Mm -hmm. And uh, trust me, in about five years, this guy is going to be, he's going to have an unbelievable body in terms of strength. It, that just takes time. Um, you know, so right now, he's working to adjust to the physicality of the game, um, the speed at which certain decisions have to be made, uh, yeah. but he's getting more and more active as the game goes on. Kai, with regard to the strength and conditioning thing, uh, how different has it been for you with Coach Hootie, with the coaching staff, with the training and conditioning staff? to try to transform your body. How much of an adjustment has that been for you? It's been quite an adjustment. Um, I've had strength coaches in the past work on me with my athleticism and, like, just my body. But this year has been more of a focus on my nutrition and my eating. Um, from the moment I stepped foot on campus, like, I spent a lot of time in the, in the um, tank in eating the tank. a lot of food, eating mm -hmm. a lot of eggs. Like, I had the same thing for breakfast every morning, eggs, bacon, hash browns, like, for a month straight. So it's a lot more eating. Uh, but that's that. I've never had so many people on me at the same time about my nutrition and just documenting my nutrition, kind of being a professional with it. What, what did you eat the most that didn't help you nutritionally that you don't eat now? 
Uh, I mean, right now, I never was quite an unhealthy eater. The focus now is just eating as much as possible Volume. and eating everything in sight. So I wasn't eating enough. It wasn't that I was eating the wrong things. I think I was eating too much of the right things that was keeping me slim. Um, but I, right now, it's just about volume and eating as much as possible, anything in sight. We should all have that problem, eating too much <laughs> of the right things, right? Uh, we're going to continue with Kai Jones here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin with Longhorn Weekly with head coach Chaka Smart continues in a moment. Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Do you hear that Coors Light being poured? It's the perfect temperature. How can I tell just based on the sound? I can't. But I can see that the mountain on the can is blue. And when the mountain is blue, your Coors Light is perfectly cold. Coors Light is cold lagered for a crisper taste, cold filtered for brightness and clarity, and cold packaged for peak refreshment. Doesn't that sound good? 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Steely Dan, live in concert. Are you reeling in the year? Sweet Tour 2020. Stowing away the time. Windstar Global Event Center, Friday, May 29th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Check more at SteelyDanOfficial.com. The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses Rico off the court. Rico's experience and cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. Rico is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. Rico, imagine change. Andrew Jones on the right side. Cross-court pass. Jace Fevers driving in and then drops it off. Kai Jones, he'll fire up a three. Good! Kai Jones, the freshman, nailing the three-pointer. And the Horns are up double digits, 29-17. Back here on Longhorn Weekly from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin. Our special guest during this portion of the program, Longhorn's freshman, Kai Jones, you just uh, heard. And for those of you watching, saw that three-pointer. How comfortable are you shooting a three? Well, I'm pretty comfortable. I work on it a lot. Yeah. Uh, I put a lot of time into it. So I try to shoot the right ones. Uh, when I step in and I see the rim, if I'm open, I'm going to let it go. One thing Coach talked about was the block shots. You had five of those in 17 minutes. Uh, there, I know there's technique involved and effort and all those kinds of things. How much is anticipation of what you're seeing as it develops? And is the old thing about athletes saying the game's slowing down for them a little bit, has yeah. that kind of started to happen for you? It definitely happened when my minutes increased. I started to see stuff and see patterns like, with the role and replace, like I had heard Coach Yock talk about, it. he talks about it so much. He does a good job with the scout reporter letting us know. And when you kind of see it happening on the floor, it kind of like clicks in your brain, and you know, okay, I can go get this block. Like if you saw the one when the guy was going to get the dunk, that was a roll and replace play, and I just knew. Now, uh, now I just asked Coach about uh, where you've come farthest in your game and where where you can you know really go better. How about your own thoughts? Where 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 have you come farthest as a basketball player, and where do you still feel? you can have your biggest improvement? Uh, I feel obviously my, my body, you know, my body's improved a lot since being here, but it's mainly been mental for me, you know, just growing mentally as a player, as a young man. Uh, coach said before I got on campus that the key to your freshman year is how you respond when things don't go your way, and I always heard him saying, and I was like, why does he keep thinking things aren't going to go my way? I think everything's going to go great. Uh, but when I got here, I realized, okay, yeah, that, that's, that's, a true, that's a true statement. Like, you have to just be able to respond and be able to respond when things don't go your way and respond when they do. All right. So you were born in the Bahamas. You lived there till you were 12, was yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. You, you and I have something in common you don't realize. We have each have four siblings. Right. Now, all of your siblings are younger than you, right? Yes, sir. And and that kind of plays into your decision to wear the number 22. Is that correct? Yes, sir. To explain that. So two plus two equals four, and I have four siblings, so... So it's a, it's a, deuce, so deuce. each number represents two of your siblings put <laughs> yes, together. Sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, the uh, 
I'm, I'm also interested in when you came to um, the United States, you were in Orlando uh, during your senior year in high school. Yes, sir. What was the, the transition like, first of all, when you went from the Bahamas to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then in the high school in Orlando? So that was my first time uh, coming to school for basketball. So um, it was tough for me, you know, like I had to just lock in a lot on basketball and I was at the school for basketball. So it was a lot of time commitment, but, you know, I loved the game, so I was ready for it. But that was the biggest adjustment for me. Uh, Okay, now the other thing is uh, folks who follow college basketball closely are probably well acquainted with Brewster Academy in, in New Hampshire. There's been some, uh, some outstanding players who went through uh, Brewster Academy. That had to be, I got to believe, quite a difference for you. Mm -hmm. First in the Bahamas, then you're in Florida. Now yes, you're sir. in New Hampshire during yeah. the basketball. What was that whole experience like being uh, at, at, at the Brewster, prep school there at Brewster? Brewster is an amazing school. I had a phenomenal time. Um, I really think about it all the time. Like, I was so blessed to be in that position. I had a great time with my teammates. We were able to end out our high school careers with a national prep championship. So that was a sweet taste in the mouth to leave that school with. But Coach Smith's a phenomenal coach, and he really knows how to get the best out of his players. So I had a great time there. I loved it. Uh, all right. What, what about the lifestyle adjustment to living oh, in the state the of New cold. Hampshire? Oh, yes. Isn't it? The cold was something else. I'd wake up some mornings, and it would be negative, too. I think my thermometer was broken or something. But it, it was definitely an adjustment. It was very cold up there. But I liked it. You know, I, I grew to like the cold the more I was there, and the winters were the winter was pretty nice. And Wolfboro is a beautiful town, so you, you would love it if you go up there. It's very small. and quaint but once you get used to it it's actually kind of it's kind of nice what do you like best about being a student and a student athlete at the university of texas what do you like best about being here as a student and student athlete uh just being in a place where you have so many people around you that are all about making you a better individual a better basketball player and a better young man and a better student so uh, it, it's awesome to have a lot of people in your corner. You feel like you have a lot of people trying to get the best out of you, and that's always a great feeling. So, Looks like you're off to a good start. Appreciate you dropping <laughs> yes, by. Thanks, All right, sir. Kai Jones with us. Uh, coming up, Coach Smart and I will uh, talk about some of your questions, some other things happening as well with Big 12 basketball. And more when Longhorn Weekly from here, Pluckers, the West Campus location in Austin, continues here on the Longhorn Network and the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. <coughs> When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. First, I hold my hands out like they're on a steering wheel. Then I look over my shoulder. One. Okay, cool guy. Two. Three times. Next. Oh, I put it in reverse. Meep, meep, meep. Then I take it up and down. Up, up, and down. And that, kiddos, is called the forklift. Dance like a dad. It's a great way to make a moment with your kids. Now that's dancing. Sure beats flossing. Visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. People join Walk MS to raise awareness and funds that change the world for everyone affected by multiple sclerosis. Walk MS brings communities together, creating teams with friends, loved ones, and coworkers to rally around those we care about and end MS forever. Together, we can change the world for people with MS. Register today at walkms.org. Right now, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is Texas Longhorn Basketball from Learfield IMG College. They did it so well. This is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. Learfield IMG College. 
We welcome you back to the program here from Pluckers, the West Campus location here. And also I want to take the, the, the moment here, the opportunity to let folks know something uh, that's going to be pretty cool with regard to Saturday's game at the Irwin Center. Now, of course, the Longhorns are playing the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas will come in number six in the country. Uh, they come off their win over the Oklahoma Sooners after losing at home for the first time ever to Baylor. Uh, last Saturday, uh, Bill Self has another outstanding team. And we'll talk more about that with Shaka coming up in a few minutes. But I want to let everybody know, in the aftermath of the Longhorns win last night in Stillwater. Uh, following the win last night, the University of Texas Athletics Department announced a, as they call it, we win, you win ticket offer for the home game against Kansas. And this is rare that they have the opportunity, uh, A, to be able to get some tickets for Kansas, and B, to get them under this particular value. Uh, this offer is good for the next 24 hours, and that time window started very, very late last night. So basically, you got the rest of today to do it. You're on the clock now. You basically have a little under 24 hours to do it. And here's what the deal is. For the next 24 hours, the tickets are more than 20% off for the seats that are located on the arena baseline reserved area. Uh, that's $45 a ticket, and it's normally 55 plus fees. Uh, the mezzanine sideline reserve is only $25 a ticket. It's normally $40 plus fees. And the mezzanine baseline reserve, normally $20 ticket. Uh, I mean, normally a $30 ticket plus fees you get for just $20. This is for Kansas uh, coming in. So you can take advantage of this promotion by visiting hook'em at forward slash we win, you win. So it's that go to texasports.com and then you can uh, visit hook'em dot at forward slash we win, you win. So one more time, it's a hook'em dot at forward slash we win, you win and use the promo code Texas fight. That's the promo code there. So again, it's a special ticket offer for the matchup with the Kansas Jayhawks this Saturday where you can get more than 20% off for seats located in the arena baseline reserved area, the mezzanine sideline reserved, and the mezzanine baseline reserved. So a great ticket offer to see the sixth-ranked team in the nation, the Kansas Jayhawks, come in to take on the Longhorns on Saturday afternoon. But we'll have more coming up from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin when Longhorn Weekly with head coach Chaka Smart continues in a moment. Friday, March 20th, Windstar World Casino and Resort. Bring on Brad Paisley. Friday, March 20th, Windstar World Casino and Resort. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster. Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Right now, I'm holding a perfectly ice-cold Coors Light. You know how I know it's the perfect temperature? Because the mountain on the can is blue. And also, it's really cold. Every Coors Light is cold-filtered, cold-lagered, and cold-packaged. Notice how many times I said cold? Three times. It's that cold. So make sure the mountain on your can of Coors Light is blue. Because that means it's ready to enjoy. 2019 Coors Brewing Company. Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses Rico off the court. Rico's experience in cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. Rico is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. Rico, imagine change. High screen set by Sims. Ramey, right side with it. Up top, Heppa will fire up a three. Good! Kabaka Heppa extending his career high. He has 15, and Texas leads by nine, 64-55. 
That three-pointer by Kamaka Hepa really came at a crucial time because that was down about five minutes to go in the game. Lindy Waters had just hit a three to pull Oklahoma State to within six at 61 to 55 at that point. And it was something we talked about in the postgame last night. Not only is it related to Kamaka or, or Courtney or the other guys, but the collective team response because we knew that Oklahoma State would be making runs. In fact, Eddie yeah. Orrin asked me out of a break, you see the Cowboys making a run? I said, absolutely. Yeah. And I said, I have a feeling it's going to be guard-driven. And it, and it kind of really started off being guard-driven for them. They, they really made three sizable runs over the course of the game, one at the end of the first half and then a couple in the second half. And the way our guys responded was was really, really good. You know, they Oklahoma State's a team that can make a lot of threes. Um, you know, we've seen that in the past. We've seen Waters and Zagwa and those guys get going. Um, you know, to be able to hold them to just 15 attempts from outside is a big victory f- for us. They made six of them. Certainly a few of those we would, would have liked to, to have done a better job on. But we made 15, and they made six. So to have that type of difference from the three-point line, you know, really goes into winning. The other thing I thought was interesting is the fact you mentioned on the post game that when they made their runs, it never got down to a single possession. No, we're just one possession. It got close. It got it to six. You got up 12 in the first half. They cut it to six. Uh, got up 17 in the second half. Cut it to six again. It never got down to that single possession. Is there uh, a, a uh, I don't know, a, a feeling of, of, of more anxiety, more stress if it gets to a single possession, whether, whether they've just cut it that and you still have possession or whether they've cut it to that and they have possession? Well, there is. I mean, you want guys to play with poise on the road. You want guys to be able to weather uh, any storms that occur during the game, the crowd going crazy. I thought the crowd was really, really into it. Um, But these guys are human beings, and certainly uh, there are different moments in the game that that can get tense, and especially if, you know, maybe on the last play it didn't go the way we wanted it to or we had a turnover or a specific guy missed a shot. You know in his own head he's maybe, you know, mad at himself for that play. Um, so to be able to keep a, a working margin, you know, of, of, of five points, six points, seven points, certainly makes you feel a whole lot better and, and uh, helps you play with more poise. Which gets us to the other thing we were talking about, about offensive efficiency. Uh, you and I talked about it in the pregame because uh, I had a conversation with Jace Febris, and he kept uh, – coming back to the phrase shot discipline with regard to three-point shooting. Uh, and there was shot discipline last night. There was a comfortable feeling. It looked like your guys never really seemed to be rushing a three or shooting a three for three's sake. Well, we want our guys to play aggressive, confident, and loose. And Oklahoma State is a team that really extends the floor and plays ag- uh, aggressively themselves on defense. So we knew there was going to be some outside looks. We knew there was going to be some times where they were running at us where we can drive and find the next guy. Our guys did a nice job of doing that, and it helps when, you know, they can step up and make 15 threes. And, and you brought up something in talking about Jace uh, getting legs and body and shoulder and all, all of those uh, mechanical things yeah. that make a shot. I mean, a shot may look great wide open on the wing, but if you're not mechanically, physically set for it, you, the, the odds are going to be less that you're going to make it, right? Well, we all know that Jace is a great shooter. Uh, we all know that Andrew's a great shooter. Uh, so the only way a great shooter doesn't make a, a good percentage of his shots, really, is two ways. One, he takes the wrong shots. Uh, or two, he takes the right shots the wrong way. That's really the only way. So uh, if we can make sure we have a great shot diet, uh, the, the, the shots our guys are getting and taking, um, and then secondly, when they do get those looks, if they can shoot them with great discipline, uh, whether it's the readiness, the balance, the follow-through, uh, making sure that they stick their landing. All those things are important. Is that a phrase you use with the guy's shot diet? We have some in the past. I mean, and, you know, we, we do it uh, on our staff quite a bit. I mean, every, after every game, we kind of analyze what shots we took and what percentage of them were threes, what percentage were in the mid-range, what percentage were around the basket. Uh, Kirk Goldsberry is a professor at UT who used to be the head analytics guy for the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, just wrote a great book about the NBA called Sprawl Ball, which is all about really how the three-point shot has revolutionized the game at that level. So he helps us out some and gives us different feedback on some of the analytics, and that's one of his phrases, shot diet. He's the learned guy who basically said that mid-range jumpers are kind of gone the way of the dinosaur, right? <laughs> all the or an- should. <laughs> all the analytics guys say that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's interesting. It's, it's uh, quite a debate because – 
when you talk to the best players or most of the best players, um, they really push back on that kind of stuff. And, you know, they say, hey, you know, I'm going to take the right shot. I know how to play. You know, I'm, this, there's a reason that I'm in this position to, to play at this, this type of level. And it's hard to argue that. I mean, you know, a, a lot of the people talking about analytics are very, very intelligent, uh, but ne- not, haven't necessarily played at the same level. So I, I look at it as maybe a balance of both. Yeah. Uh, if you do look at the mid-range shot for our team and for pretty much any team around the country in college basketball or professional basketball, it is a lower percentage shot. So over time, if you shoot 100 of those versus 100 threes or, or shots around the basket, you're not going to score as many points. Well, here's another thing, and you can tell me if you agree or disagree on this, but I, I think in some respects, and it's not necessarily the mid-range jumper, but the mid-range game has evolved and changed a little bit. Where you know, I watch Andrew or I watch Courtney or I watch Matt, and, and for a lot of them, the mid-range game for them really comes to more penetration than a floater, a teardrop, a, you know, uh, that sort of thing, as opposed to necessarily just spotting up from the elbow and, and, yeah. and trying to knock down a 17-footer. It's all about what shot is good for you, you know, as a player. And then, you know, con- you know in, in addition to that, how does that affect our team? So if a guy can really shoot the floater well, and that's a good shot for him, then we want to get him in that position. Uh, you know, most of our guys... Uh, really spend a ton, especially our perimeter players, uh, and Kai. Kai does a great job of it as well. They spend a ton of extra time on their shooting. So, you know, when you do that, you develop a sense of, hey, these are shots that, that I know I can make. Uh, every once in a while, though, there's a stubbornness that <laughs> even if they're not shooting them at a high level, they still think they can make them. Speaking of shots, and, and we were talking about Kamaki hitting the three, but uh, maybe his most impressive shot was one from the reverse side in the first half there uh, when, you, when you got the lead out to 11 at, uh, at uh, 36-25 there. For, and I remember Eddie said at the time, Eddie Horn on the broadcast, that that was really about the only shot he could take at that point and to be able to flip yeah. it off the glass like that was impressive. He's good at that. You know, he, he's good at kind of maneuvering down there and, and moving to, to cut away from his man. Uh, and that was a good pass by Matt. Uh, but how about the two dunks in the second half? I mean, he—he's he, uh, definitely not known for his athleticism. So, it's, but it's nice to see him up there flying at the rim. And, and speaking of dunks, uh, the, the other thing that I thought was very uh, impressive that came out of the game was the way your guys had to play when Jericho Sims got in the foul difficulty. I mean, you figure what he did in only 15 minutes of action was impressive enough. What the guys had to do, what Kai had to do, what Kamak had to do, what uh, Royce had to do in stepping up, and then. When Jericho comes in with that fourth foul, he roars right down the lane and gets a slam dunk and, and played with that abandon, even though he had to do it with four fouls. Yeah, you know, we want to create that aggressiveness in him all the time. Uh, Jericho, believe it or not, uh, most people probably don't know this or don't see this, is extremely hard on himself inside uh, when he does, for instance, get in foul trouble or a, a few plays don't go his way. You could see a little glimpse uh, of it a couple of times last he, night he, where he was he mad. He really gets, gets upset, gets a little frustrated. Uh, so we're, like any other player, we try to get him to focus on the next play. And uh, if he's in foul trouble, just go continue to play aggressively and just you know, play without fouling. Uh, but it was nice to see him down the stretch have, have some aggressive plays there. All right, next up for the Longhorns will be the Kansas Jayhawks. And Shaka and I will talk about that when we continue with Longhorn Weekly with head coach Shaka Smart from Pluckers, the West Campus location here in Austin, here on the Longhorn Network and heard on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Which button am I? When every second counts, you can't wing it. Guys, a little help up here. In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. Hey, you. Yeah. Hi, I'm stormwater mascot Lenny the Lifeguard. Stormwater pollution is all around us. However, there are easy ways that we can help reduce stormwater pollution in our community. Number one, avoid using fertilizers before a rainstorm. Number two, don't blow grass and leaves in the roadways. These items contain extra nutrients that get washed down the storm drain and end up polluting our lakes and streams, creating unwanted algae growth. Please remember to hop to it. Protect our water because clean water is everyone's responsibility. Today, millions of people all across America are building a life in recovery from addiction and mental illness, helping themselves and helping each other. 
with friends, family, and community lending their strength and support. Join the Voices for Recovery. Together, we are stronger. For 24-hour free and confidential information and treatment referral for mental and substance use disorders, for you or someone you know, call 1-800-662-HELP. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. At City of Hope, we don't believe the future can wait for the future. For over a century, we've been advancing science that saves lives. From four of the world's top cancer-fighting drugs to the development of synthetic human insulin. We are maximizing the potential of immunotherapy and making precision medicine a reality. It's not enough to promise future cures for cancer. We must find them sooner. We are the miracle of science with soul. Find out more at cityofhope.org. We welcome you back to Longhorn Weekly with Ed Coach Chaka Smart from here at Pluckers, the West Campus location. Okay, um, if if you're starting with Big 12 basketball and you're talking about the teams to beat, obviously Kansas usually winds up at the top of the list, even though Texas Tech won the league last year. Bill Self's got another outstanding team. Uh, they're ranked sixth in the country. I, I thought the response was really good coming off the home loss to Baylor and what they did in a tight ball game in Norman on uh, Tuesday night to get that win before they come here to town this weekend. Yeah, they played really well, and particularly they played without, you know, uh, arguably their most important player. Uh, Dotson is a phenomenal point guard, and uh, he did not play in the Oklahoma game. It sounds like all signs are that he'll play against us. But they've got, you know, a Bill Self type of team. They're, they're very well-rounded, shoot the ball well, uh, play with an aggressiveness on both ends of the floor, uh, you know, have a big in, in Yudoka Azabuki that's uh, as physical and tough and, and uh, dominant inside as anybody in the league. This always begs the question about uh, how you have to stay true to yourself and your team and all that sort of thing by the same, while at the same time uh, devising the game plan that you want to devise to do that. In theory, in theory, with a team that plays as powerfully inside as Azabuki does and as Kansas does, and even as talented as they are on the perimeter, there have been times when, when they've had some struggles like any other team. Maybe it's because they didn't shoot the ball as well or struggled to shoot the ball as well. Does that put into coaching staff's minds uh, if not necessarily the temptation, but the consideration of more zone than you might normally play in a basketball game like that. I know it's it's got to be more than that simple. It's not that simple, but but does it? But does that get woven into the conversation about how you game plan a team? Yeah, it definitely is is a is a consideration. Uh, I think the most important thing is, uh, you know, what do you want to take away from them, knowing that uh, it's very very difficult to take everything away. And then what are you willing to live with, I guess, is the flip side of that. So, uh, you know, they're a team that they can get hot uh, from outside. Uh, they've got multiple guys that are very versatile, multidimensional. Um, I, I think the key is you can't let them hurt you in a bunch of different ways um, because, you know, Azubuki's going to get the ball somewhere on the basket. You've got to do a good job defending him without fouling and try to, try to ang- take away angles. Uh, you know, you've got to keep Dotson from driving, but – uh, zone is is always a consideration. It's not necessarily our primary defense, but it, it's definitely something that we've done some in the past. Yeah, and 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 my point was it's it's not even necessarily a, a magic button that you push, but it's something I guess that coaches when you have to go up against a really good team, you consider lots of different things that yeah. might be a little bit outside the normal realm of what you have your guys do. Well, they say necessity is the mother of invention, so you know the better teams. Uh, present the necessity of having to figure something out to do differently uh, because they, they, they present a lot of issues and challenges, and Kansas is, is no different. And, uh, and you've talked about the perimeter guys. Dotson, when, when you view what he does and how important he is to the team, what are the things that really stand out to you most about him? He probably has as much quickness as anyone in the league uh, and really uses it well, gets downhill, gets in the paint, and then when a guy gets in the paint, it forces help. And then when you force help, now all of a sudden you get teams in rotation. He's able to dump it off to their bigs. Uh, he's able to find their shooters and get to the foul line. He gets to the foul line by far the most on their team. Okay. Uh, we'll be back to uh, wrap it up again. We'll uh, remind you also about the special ticket giveaway as well, or the, the ticket uh, price reduction for this matchup between Texas and Kansas. When we come back with Longhorn Weekly, we head coach Chaka Smart continues in a moment. 
The Longhorns know the game of basketball is about strength, speed, and efficiency. So to be able to make the right moves on the court, Texas Athletics uses Rico off the court. Rico's experience and cutting-edge technology empowers the real-time exchange of information and the collaboration to work whenever, wherever, and however, enabling the Longhorns to work smarter. Rico is a proud sponsor and workplace technology provider of University of Texas Athletics. Rico, imagine change. Pluckers is a proud sponsor of Longhorn Basketball. Now that basketball season is here, it's time for Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart at Pluckers. During basketball season, every Thursday starting at noon, head to Pluckers on Rio Grande by the UT campus and watch the show as it's being taped. Each week, Coach Smart will break down last week's game and talk about the upcoming opponents. Not only will you be able to enjoy Austin's favorite chicken wings, but you'll also have the opportunity to ask Coach Smart questions. At Pluckers, if you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Steely Dan, live in concert. Are you reeling in the year? Sweet Tour 2020. Stowing away the time. Ain't nothing. Windstar Global Event Center, Friday, May 29th. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. Check more at SteelyDanOfficial.com. Do you hear that Coors Light being poured? It's the perfect temperature. How can I tell just based on the sound? I can't. But I can see that the mountain on the can is blue. And when the mountain is blue, your Coors Light is perfectly cold. Coors Light is cold lagered for a crisper taste, cold filtered for brightness and clarity, and cold packaged for peak refreshment. Doesn't that sound good? 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. The right side with it. Ramey stops. He'll fire up a three. Good! Wow, how about that? Just right in your face there, Courtney Ramey drains it. And just like that, the Longhorns are up 12. Timeout, Oklahoma State. That wound up kind of being the, um, you might say, uh, the put-away bucket there after Kamaka Hepa hit the big three to push the Texas lead from six back to nine down the stretch. Come right back down the floor off a miss from Oklahoma State, and there's, there's Courtney. No hesitation at all draining that three just like that, even though you and the staff had, had been molding the guys to taking a little more time off the clock and the possessions. No hesitation at all. Yeah, you don't want guys playing with hesitation. And Courtney's at his best when he's able to attack and be aggressive. And, you know, you saw, particularly in the second half, he was playing with a real confidence and a rhythm to him. And those were big shots that he made for us. When, um, it, it's funny to watch the education of players, too, within the course of a game. And here, here's an example. There, there was a moment uh, in, in, in the game, down the stretch of the game, where Andrew was called for an offensive foul. And the officials, you know, by rule, needed to go to the monitor just to check and make sure it wasn't a flagrant. And they did check. It wasn't. But as they started to go over there, Courtney was kind of hanging and the guys going. And Kip Kissinger, the official, told him, hey, you need to to move back. And I think Courtney's question was, I can't stand over here? And he said, no, it's a technical foul if you do. So he went yeah. back over there. So it's there's the ongoing education that happens. He's definitely one that will push the envelope uh, <laughs> with, with those guys. And, uh, you know, he's he's learning. He, sometimes we forget he's just a sophomore that's, uh, you know, midway through his sophomore season. Uh, and I think he's made major strides in the last few weeks. He has more of a clarity about him. Uh, in practice, he's, he's really doing a good job giving energy to people around him and when he gets out there, his, his competitive spirit's been terrific. One thing we, we did want to do is we want to remind folks again, following the win of the Cowboys last night, uh, UT Athletics announced the We Win, You Win ticket offer for Saturday's game. It's presented by AT&T. The offer good up until uh, midnight tonight. And uh, for the next 24 hours, tickets are more than 20% off for seats located in the Arena Baseline Reserve, the Mezzanine Sideline Reserve, and the Mezzanine Baseline Reserve is as little as $20 for the Kansas Jayhawks. And I was struck by something Kamaka said to us when he joined us on the postgame. I said, hey, you got a big game coming up, Kansas. He turned it into his own personal plea and program. for the. He said, we need the students. We need everybody out here. I, I, I was just interested in getting his thoughts on this matchup with Kansas. But he wanted to get there because the guys, you could tell, get a real vibe and a good feeling when they have the student support and the, the fan support there for a big game like that. For sure. And that's, that's what Kamaka's all about. It's, you know, he's, he's a people person. And 
loves having people, you know, in a fight together to, to do something special. But there's no question. I mean, the more people we have supporting us, the more students we have, the more uh, fans in the building uh, wearing burnt orange, it, it, it only just adds to our team spirit. And, you know, obviously T Kansas is a really good team. And, you know, they present a lot of challenges. But, uh, you know, our guys are excited. It's a heck of an opportunity on Saturday, and we're looking forward to it. This is one of those games where you say to your guys, this is why you came to the University of Texas, to play teams like this yes. in games like this? For sure. Yeah, it's one of those games where, uh, you know, if you're truly about, you know, the things that, that, that you say you're about as a basketball player, as a basketball coach or, or a program, you know, now's the time to do it, and uh, we're excited to do it. All right, so we'll look forward to bringing you the contest. Saturday afternoon from the Frank Irwin Center will be on the air on the Longhorn Radio Network from Learfield IMG College at 1230 from the Frank Irwin Center with a tip-off at 1 o'clock. The Texas Longhorns against the sixth-ranked Kansas Jayhawks. Our thanks to Kai Jones joining us on the program. And Red Coach Chaka Smart, I'm Craig Way. We thank you very much for joining us. Look forward to seeing you at the Irwin Center and then right back here at Pluckers next week on Longhorn Weekly. Longhorn Weekly with Shaka Smart has been brought to you by Pluckers Wing Bar. If you don't like our wings, we'll give you the bird. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. Free baseball tickets for members available at texassports.com slash Texas Farm Bureau. Windstar World Casino and Resort. It's always a good time. RICO Technology. Empowering Texas athletics to work smarter. RICO. Imagine change. Proceeding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Longhorn Radio Network.